0: Are you looking to take your media strategy to the next level and make impact with millions of customers? Walmart Connect harnesses the massive reach of America's number one retailer. They can help you connect more meaningfully with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers to find the right audience for your message. They use Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to help you precisely target even niche audiences at scale. Visit walmartconnect.com today to see how they can help you find the customers you want at the scale you need.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back for this week's episode of Champions of Change, where each week we spotlight the women and non-binary people making a difference in the sports world, both on and off the field. Every Friday, hear how athletes, marketers, creators, executives, and more are breaking down barriers and changing the game forever. I'm Molly Cahillian, Adweek's senior TV reporter writing about sports media, marketing, streaming, and measurement. I feel like I always say it's a busy week, but this is a particular busy one. We're wrapping up New Friends, which is where digital media and tech companies make their pitch to marketers and buyers, and there's always a ton of announcements. But the Writers Guild also went on strike this week, which meaning the future TV landscape is very uncertain. And also the Rangers lost, that which just hurts my heart. But in other sports news, we've got the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. I had an exclusive story go up with NBC around their new sponsorship with pods which is called NBC Sports Championship Season Move by Pods. It starts with the Kentucky Derby, but Pods is going to have a major presence in many high-profile events on NBC Sports, like the Indy 500 and Tour de France. You can read that on adweek.com. Hey, sports fans, I'm here with Arike Ngumbawale, a star guard on the WNBA's Dallas Wings. She was the fifth overall draft pick in 2018 and a 2021 WNBA All-Star and the All-Star MVP at that, you might remember the 2018 NCAA Championships, where Enrique shot not just one, but two buzzer beaters, giving Notre Dame the national title and herself a national playing stand. Off the court, she's got brand partnerships galore. She just teamed up with Red Bull to refurbish a basketball court in Dallas. She traveled to Senegal with the WNBA to host a clinic for girls in Africa. Also, her outfits never miss. So, Enrique, thank you
2: so much for being here. Appreciate you for having me.
1: Of course. Well, we are just around the corner from the 2023 WNBA season. I'm personally very excited. I've got June 11th circled on my calendar because that's when the Wings come to New York. Um, So I will be there. Um, But we just had the most watched WNBA draft since 2004. And the Wings absolutely cleaned up with the picks. How are you feeling about the 2023
2: season? I'm super excited. I mean... Of course, because we got all those picks and that will make for a competitive training camp. So, you know, we'll have the 12 best out of everybody that we have. But just for the league in general, I mean, super teams being formed, uh, a lot of changes and people going to new teams. So, you know, with that, that brings a lot of, you know, excitement to the game to see, you know, who's going to be really good. And I am just decided to play against those teams and, you know, be able to, you know, play. I think we have, from last year, like things are just rising. Like you said, the draft was one of the most watched since 2004 so. You know the momentum's there, so I'm just excited to start playing.
1: Definitely, um, and I like that you brought up super teams because I mean, Liberty season ticket holder here, and this is some of the craziest <laughs> free agency that I remember. Um, good, nice to see you sticking with the Wings. <laughs>
2: nah, yeah, I love I love Dallas. Uh, I was drafted here, and you know I signed another contract, so I'm here for like three more years. So I love Dallas. This is home now, and I'm just you know excited to start the season with them. Yeah, so this is a record
1: high forty games most games ever in a season this year for each team. What are you most looking forward to? Are there is there anything that's like super standing out for you?
2: Uh, Not really. You know, I just love basketball, so I'm just ready to play. That's what I'm most excited about, just being able to, you know, put a uniform on after a long offseason and start competing again.
1: Definitely. And so we were both out in Dallas for the final four. I mean, I say I was out there. You live there. Um, <laughs> but the basketball was great, and there was record-breaking attendance and viewership for the tournament um so I know you're from Milwaukee but you've been in Dallas for a while what was it like having the tournament there
2: uh it was dope I mean I think it was just a chance for you know people who don't really come to Dallas a lot or have never been there to see you know the type of uh women's basketball support that there is and uh I think Dallas showed it you know how a lot of fans came out and a lot of people had a good time with just like the activities that Dallas had to offer and everything so hopefully you know people would after visiting want to come back. But I think Dallas put on a, you know, good show for women's basketball. I mean, from
1: my personal opinion, they did. I'd never been to Texas before. Um, So then, yes, I went to Dallas, was out there for five days. First of Mm -hmm. all, I thought the NCAA did a pretty good job just in terms of all the different activations, all the different activities, Mm -hmm. and then just women's basketball community, women's family, so fun.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure.
1: Um, So that weekend, I mean, for me at least – was super fun and super energetic and felt very galvanizing around women's basketball. How do you think kind of the success of this year's tournament speaks to the growth of basketball?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think I barely saw anything about the men's tournament. <laughs> Granted, I, I wasn't really paying attention too much, but just on social media, all I saw was women's basketball, this women's basketball, that. And I don't think that's happened in a long time where the women's tournament was more talked about than the men's tournament. So uh, I think that just shows like it's exciting. And, you know, when you, you have access to it, like the games were on, I think, ABC and stuff like that. When it's on prime time, people are going to watch because it's exciting basketball. Like, obviously, you can watch NBA in college and see that all the time. But, you know, a, a lot of the problem is people didn't really have access to watch our games. They had to go through a lot of loopholes to just see it. So when they're able to turn it on on the TV, they're going to, you know, stay tuned in because it's exciting.
1: That's something I talk about a lot. Just if you Build it, people come. And also, if you make it accessible, people watch. You're And you're right. The championship game was on ABC on Sunday. Almost 10 mm-hmm. million people watched. Um, peaked at, like, oh, I think 12 million. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, even with the semifinals, those were the most watched ever. Blew the mm-hmm. men's, like, I mean, just fun fact, um, the Elite Eight on ESPN had more viewers than any NBA game on ESPN this year. So... Yeah. <laughs> so it's a fun one. The interest is definitely there. And like speaking about the interest, the momentum, um, the college game has changed a little bit this year with NIO. And by a little bit, it's changed a lot. You've, you're seeing players mm-hmm. sticking uh, in school longer. What are your thoughts around there?
2: Uh, I mean, I feel like everybody has their reasonings for everything. I think NIL is good because at the end of the day, there's only a very, very small percentage of people that will make it professional in general. So if you're able to stay in college and get paid and not even have to be a pro, which you might not have been in the first place, then that's amazing for those kids, like the ones that don't make it to the next level. And then, I mean, the ones that are, you know, on draft boards and decide to stay, that's their choice. Like, it really depends on, I guess what you think the trajectory of your career is going to be. Cause for me, I mean, yes, if NIL back then, you know, that would have been dope, but I know like my goal was always to be a pro not to, well, obviously you want to make money, but <laughs> be a pro. And I mean, I guess if you're a higher level person that you probably get more money. So I, I understand the argument, but I'm, pretty content with the money I'm making right now. So it just really depends. It's I think it's all individualized and, you know, whatever people choose, they choose. But I think it's good that they can get paid in college because, like I said, everybody can go pro and get paid for it. So might as well enjoy your time.
1: Yeah, especially with a sport like women's basketball specifically with only 144 spots in the U.S. But I was going to ask, do you wish NIL existed when you were in school, especially with kind of...
2: Oh, for sure. I would have made a lot of money, especially <laughs> after the tournament. But I was blessed to get some money from uh, Dancing with the Stars they somehow accepted that, so I, I'm not too mad about it because I made a lot of money from that. But like, I was, you know, nil was going on back then for sure.
1: Okay, can we talk about Dancing with the Stars, please? It was
2: season twenty six, <laughs> right? Yeah, Something <stuff> like that. <laughs> what was that like? Uh, it was dope. It was a lot harder than I ever expected. Like my dance partner, I was still in school, so my dance partner came out to South Bend like for the week, and we practiced like after school for like four hours a day. And then we would fly to LA and do the show. It it was a lot like, but I think as time went on, I got comfortable, but it was definitely dope. Just meeting all those people there. I still talk to a lot of them today. So it was, it was a dope experience for a college kid for sure.
1: That's just such a fun combination. You're you've got star collegiate basketball player, now star pro player also on dancing with the stars.
2: (laughs) Random little random fun fact. (laughs) No, I
1: absolutely love it. Um, well, I'm glad you were able to make a little bit of money through Dancing with the Stars, since nil wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. But as a pro player, you've got a lot of different partnerships. I know you've got the Good Feed Store, State Farm. Um, if you guys haven't watched the spot with Mark Cuban and Enrique, <laughs> it's called What If Baller. It's it's great. Check it out. But when you're making these kind of brand deals, what is important to you in partnering with a brand?
2: Um, I think just something that I actually align with and believe in. Like obviously, there's a lot of brands in the world, and you know they you know, a lot of people want to work with athletes. So you might want to do this for a little bit of money there or do that, which is cool at the end of the day. But just in general, I want, you know, my name to be behind something that I actually believe in. And if it's a product would actually use, or if it's a foundation or something actually, you know, believe in and, you know, want to put my money into those things. So definitely something that kind of aligns with the priorities in my life as well.
1: What would you say those priorities are? Like if for any brands or marketers listening, if you want to partner with Enrique, Arike, what are you looking for?
2: I mean, somebody that supports women's basketball, women's sports in general, considering that I am a woman. So that uh, somebody that makes you, you know, feel like family once you're a partnership, like you feel like they have your back through everything. And then, you know, things that I believe in, whether it's supporting, you know, African Americans or supporting, like I said, women's basketball are supporting Teachers, both of my parents worked in education and just stuff that I've seen in my life that I've wanted change in. So it it would just have to be a conversation depending on the product. But if I feel connected to it, then that's that's a good chance that I'll you know want to do it.
0: Ready to unlock the full potential of your media spend? Whether you're looking to launch a new product, build your brand, or help increase sales this quarter, Walmart Connect helps brands make an impact with precise targeting, powerful analytics, and the reach of America's number one retailer. Walmart connect offers solutions for advertisers of all sizes on and off Walmart's digital properties and in their stores from cost-effective sponsored search and self-serve display ads on Walmart's site and apps to connected TV and off-site media across web and social to in-store activations and live events. Walmart connect can help you deliver the right content to the right Walmart customer at the right step of their shopping journey. And Walmart Connect's closed-loop measurement means they can track the full impact of your campaign on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today to find out how you can start connecting with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers. Walmart Connect. More than media. Meaningful connections.
1: Well, I think that's important. having, And that authenticity, too, is really important as well. Yeah. And then as like women's basketball comes more and more into the forefront, as it should be, um, where do you see more opportunities for ball players to kind of make these deals and insert themselves into the national narrative?
2: I mean, I think everywhere. I mean, anywhere that you see men, you know, be in the face of something, it could be women, like whatever it is. So I think that's pretty much anything. It's just that companies have to kind of finally shift their mindsets to seeing that, you know, it's not just men that can do things, not just men that need to be on commercials or on billboards and stuff. Like there's a lot of great women role models that aren't just role models to young girls. They're role models to boys too. I see a lot of boys wearing, you know, WNBA jerseys or Candace Parker, or Diana Taurasi or something like that. So it's not just a guy has to be for the guys, like girls be for the boys too, as well as the young girls.
1: Yeah, definitely. And just like hearing about, seeing young boys wear kind of WNBA merch and everything. I just anecdotally was at a Dick's Sporting Goods in Florida recently. And I was checking out the Stewie ones as one does. And also Candace (laughs) has all of her stuff there, but there were two little boys there shopping for basketball shoes and they only wanted to try on the Stewie ones. And their dad, their dad was like, well, that's a girl's shoe. And the, the, um, the sales rep was actually, was like, no, it's really not. And if your kids want to play good basketball, they should play like Brianna Stewart. (laughs)
2: <laughs> hey he's not wrong yes. he's not wrong at all so that was really
1: cool to see um and then like as we're talking about brands you've got a pretty strong one person like how do you go about building your own personal brand like who is Arike and how do you let people know who she is
2: I think just by being myself like I feel like I haven't changed anything you know from being high school to college WNBA like I just kind of tried to stay true to myself and whatever I post is something that I would post because I want to post, not because, you know, I'm trying to be somebody else or somebody made me post something. So, and I, like the people that I work with, like agents and stuff like that, they know that, you know, I'm only going to be myself. So I just think just staying authentic and, you know, not changing because of, you know, your name or more fame that you get, just staying authentic.
1: Definitely. And that's, um, I wrote a cover story for Odd Week last year with um, Sue Sue Bird and Sylvia Fowles. And we talked a lot about kind of different brand partnerships and staying authentic and how you build your own brand. So it's nice to hear those kinds of similar thoughts echoed, especially as Mm -hmm. more and more players are starting to be able to do this. Um, All right. So I know you guys have, again, we're still stuck on (laughs) brands. So you just teamed up with Red Bull for a basketball court in Dallas. Can you tell me kind of all about that?
2: Yeah. uh, Basically we're uh – redoing certain gyms around the city of Dallas that their lights, like basically the campaign was uh, I shot and then lights went on and then basically it was showing that we're going to turn some lights on in the city, but all in all, it's really for young kids around the city, like, you know, growing up it's, it's hard to find gyms, even in Dallas it's hard to find gyms to just go play if it's outside, like you have to, you know set a time or get a membership and stuff like that, but We're just trying to make it so that, you know, young kids in whatever neighborhood it is have a court that they can go on, you know, the lights work, the courts, you know, up and working. So just something for the kids in the community to just have, you know, easier access to, you know, playing the game that they might love.
1: Yeah. And you're pretty active in the community too, right? Like in both in Dallas and in Milwaukee where you grew up.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. So I know you just had a clinic in Milwaukee recently,
2: right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had my first camp in Milwaukee, which was really dope. I'm going to try to do that every year, but, uh, just being able to give back to the city that gave so much to me and, you know, watched me grow up and become this athlete in person. So, yeah, just giving back to, you know, the young fans that support me and, you know, people around the city. Uh, I love Milwaukee. Um,
1: I'm from Chicago, so. Would head up. Oh yes,
2: right, right up the street. Yeah, I
1: would head up to Wisconsin a lot. Great breweries.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure, and good cheese. Oh
1: my god, the cheese curds! I because I live in New York, and a lot of people here have are not like haven't been to the Midwest, or if they've been to the Midwest, it's just been Chicago. And explaining cheese curds, it's I don't don't even know how to get it across. Anybody listening? (laughs) Anybody listening? Like, first of all, try authentic cheese curds. If you can't get authentic ones. And I feel bad. I'm not calling them not authentic, but Culver's Culver's. Yeah. yeah
2: culver's <laughs> is a hit. No Culver's is fire. People don't understand like whatever burger spot they have. It's nothing compared to Culver's yeah. like, and you can get custard too. Like, come on now. Yeah,
1: it's in and out this shake shack that no, no, no. It's All Culver's. Of that, nah. It's Culver's. culver's. <laughs> it's
2: literally Culver's.
1: <laughs> Thank you for understanding me and forgetting <laughs> where I'm coming from. I feel my East coast transplant self feels happy now. <laughs> Um, And then, so you hosted the clinic in Milwaukee, but then you traveled with the WNBA to Senegal recently, right? What was that experience like? What were you doing out
2: there? Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, me being Nigerian, my dad was born in Nigeria, uh, just being able to go back to Africa, you know, there was a lot of girls from, you know, different countries around Africa. and. Just being able to talk to them like they love me, too, especially, you know, there's obviously no WNBA and stuff out there. So what they're watching is people in America. So they feel connected with me since, you know, I'm African as well. Mm -hmm. So just seeing the smiles on their faces when I was interacting with them and being able to actually teach them the game. And, you know, the coaches that we brought out there, a couple of WNBA players, ex-WNBA players, WNBA coach, uh, being able to just give back and, you know, teach them. It was super fulfilling for me, but I know they took a lot from that so that was that was definitely you know a highlight of my off season
1: is that something you'd want to do again
2: oh yeah for sure yeah hopefully another country uh but i would love to go back to senegal but i just want to be able to move around but i definitely want to be uh you know still connected with that in the future
1: i think it's super inspiring because especially because i mean it's it's hard for young girls in a lot of places in the world to play sports i mean like even look in the uk it was illegal for girls to play soccer till 20 Mm. years ago so That's wild. Right? And then they, go, they <laughs> Then they wild. went and won the Euros. Um, <laughs> um, so we talked about it a little bit coming into this season, but personally, who like, – okay, doesn't have to be a Wings player, but the, what was your most exciting moment out of the draft this year? What Or surprising, rather. What kind of made you go, oh. I'm not
2: going to lie. I didn't watch the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I seen everything that Dallas was supposed to be, who we got. Other than that, I don't know what these folks was doing.
1: <laughs> no, that's fair. There was a trade in like, – pick four and everyone was like wait what is going on here
2: yeah um, that was ours too that's <laughs> what I was like what's going on I've seen message I was like when did we get the four pick but I think the wings did great in the draft that's really all I know
1: <laughs> yeah I think you guys absolutely did um and as I was telling you before we got on my wonderful producer Amanda um grew up with Maddie Segris, so she and yeah. I were texting during the draft very excited about it
2: <laughs> and I'm excited about her she's a good player
1: yeah you guys are gonna have a great team this year I say that like like there's a bad team in the WNBA.
2: Everybody's so good. Now, this year is going to be super competitive. I think it's going to be one of the most excited seasons, for sure.
1: All right. Well, like I said, June 11th, i will see you there. (laughs) Um, And then, Enrique, what kind of advice would you give to um, younger athletes, either college or high school, who want to go pro? And secondly, what advice would you give your younger self?
2: Um, Well, athletes, you know, high school, college that want to go pro – I would say start doing prehab and rehab earlier. Like I didn't really stretch as much as I needed to like back then, like recovery, you know, ice baths, ice and knees and all that type of stuff. And like, you learn quickly in the league, like you, you have to do that type of stuff. So I wish I would have started that, you know, in high school or college, I probably would be a lot more flexible by by now, but uh, I would say that's the biggest thing. Like, just, and, and you can do a lot of stuff. Like, don't think just, you can only do that stuff when you get hurt. Like, no, when you're healthy, like that's the best time to do it so that it prevents you from getting hurt. So I think that's my biggest advice. And then, uh, I mean, I would tell my younger self to start stretching too, but (laughs) (laughs) I would, my younger self, I don't know. I, I would say, I don't know pretty solid for my younger self i think my my younger self i would say you know yeah i don't know honestly (laughs) that's a good question that's
1: fair because i don't have an answer to it for myself either so
2: (laughs) i don't know what i would tell myself (laughs) (laughs) you'd probably say just keep doing what you're doing it's working out (laughs) Yeah, exactly a a nice little pat on the back like keep going kid (laughs) (laughs)
1: um well I've taken up a a bit of your time already, so I'll just leave it with one more question because I know you got a season to get ready for. I do. Um, So, Erika, how can people best be an ally to the women and non-binary folks that are working in sports or playing sports?
2: Yeah. Um, I would say if you're around people who are ignorant. To anything, just you know, educate them. Like, especially if you're around them, they're probably a friend, and I'm sure they wouldn't get mad at you for just correcting them, or you know, saying or just be like, you know, I know these people, and it's you know, not at all like what you're saying. So, I think educating people one by one. I think that just will spread, you know, to everyone around those people. So, just don't be afraid to speak up because saying nothing about something you see is you're on their side. Even if you say you're ally, if you're if you say nothing in the situation, then you're not a supporter. So. Always speak up if you see, you know, injustice in a way happening.
1: And the WNBA and the specific players in the WNBA have been so excellent at doing that. And just always on the forefront of racial inequity, of gender inequality, of sexism, homophobia. So if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with the WNBA, the season opens May 19th. It's going to be a great one. And the people in it are doing incredible work.
2: I co-signed that. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Enrique, thank you so much for being here with us today.
2: No, I appreciate you. All right. Thanks for having me. Of
1: course. And thank you everybody for listening. And please tune in next week, every Friday. Thank you for listening to Champions of Change, Shattering Ceilings in Sports, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Amanda Sickler, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heal, and edited by Lane McGivney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, shoot us an email at podcast at adweek.com.
0: If you expect your media investment to deliver clear, measurable results, Walmart Connect can help you get there with powerful analytics and the reach of America's number one retailer. Their closed loop measurement uses Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to track the impact of your campaigns on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today and see how they can help make your media spend meaningful. Walmart Connect. More than media, meaningful connections.